0: And welcome to another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. A warm welcome to a multi-talented then 10. Welcome to show How are you doing?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here.
0: It's an honor having you, man. Uh, I've been I've been checking checking out some of your stuff. You you're very, very busy, busy. You have a lot of things going on from music to podcasting. Um, you have your YouTube, a bunch of subscribers, a huge following, like where do you have the time to do all this stuff?
1: <laughs>
2: 2020.
1: <laughs>
0: 2020. Hey, I'm mad at you. I, feel you. I feel you.
1: Well, the time. So number one reason why I started doing everything that I feel like I can under the sun is because of my guru. His name is Dr. Wayne Dyer. Oh. He passed, I think, um, um 2017. One of his famous crows that I love about him, he says, do not die with your music still inside of you. Because mm. a lot of people, there's also another book by a nurse. She interviewed a lot of people who were dying. I, I forget the name of the book, but it says the number one thing people regret before they die is not living up to their dreams. Wow! And so I'm like, when 2020 happened, I had reflection and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Anything that I want to do, fuck it. So
0: boom, boom, that's a dream, right? That's a dream. <laughs> so in 2020, you started your, your, what was the first step you you, you took? Uh, was it the podcast? Was it your music? What, well, what was it?
1: 2020, the, the first thing that happened is I had my heart trued out, broken uh, and spit out.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all
1: been there. <laughs> yeah. But as you know, in history, most, the most amazing work and the most famous artist comes from broken hearts and hardships in their lives. Very true. And that's true. when people, when you hit rock bottom, that's when you have time to reflect and be like, who am I? What's going on And all this stuff? So I am very grateful for that actually happened. Of course, when it was happening... I'm not someone who usually say, poor me, why me? But when it was happening, of course, you don't want it to happen. You don't want growing pains. But then fast forward, um, let's say, because I started my podcast actually in October 2021. But I started singing in February 2021. So around like Valentine's Day, of course that's when I was like feeling really pain. And that's when I started singing. And then I started the podcast in October to talk about my pain and inviting others to talk about their pain.
0: That's beautiful. So it was like some, you, 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 obviously you gave yourself, but you also gave the opportunity to others to talk about their therapy and their pain. So because I've saw, I've seen, uh, I watched a couple of them, not, not fully, but, just to understand what you're doing, it and there's some deep subjects uh, you touched there that that you know it's it's healthy to talk about things like that, uh, which is called your podcast is called Zen Ten speaks, right? A lot of uh,
2: right.
0: inspiration, uh, important stories from uh, like I saw one that uh, was like a record uh, recurring alcoholic, right?
1: Right, and there's a lot of those yeah. because. Because the meat of my podcast is get, getting rid of shame, guilt, fear, and judgment for ourselves. Mm. Hence, we do it for others because who you are is what you put you do for others as well. And so because of that heartbreak, there are a lot of shame, guilt, and fear, and judgments, of course. And I went through depression. And my depression actually, it's a long story. It's also on my podcast. But that person was leaving with me, so it makes it hard. And until that person left, that's when I was doing the real closure of healing. Although we were broken up and we're still in the same place. And so so with depression and I had like the shame, guilt, uh, the fear and the judgments. And then I wanted to have a podcast to talk about my growing pain and experience. And then when people started watching my solo because it's two parts, it's solo and guest.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so when I'm talking about my solo on Mondays and the guest on Wednesday, and then people said, oh, I have a similar story. Oh my God, like I can resonate with you. And I was like, you know what? I would love to hear what you have to say. And then because I do not attach, I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm atta- I'm not attached to anything, but I'm not attached to the outcome. I enjoy the process, the present tense. Mm-hmm. So therefore the podcast morphed into talking with other people. And I feel like having guests was more important than me talking because who wants to hear me talking all day. And so having other people talking, they also were my teachers in a sense, because I was listening to their talk. Usually the podcast, like 75 minutes, sometimes two hours, but I broken up, broken them up between uh, part one and part two. And a lot of people that went through rock bottoms they're the best people to hear their stories from because they've gone to hell and me I just gone through heartbreak they've gone through wow. death heartbreak drug addiction losing their their life getting disease and so I'm very grateful for all these people that been a guest on my show and right now we run season three actually
0: do you how, how does it work do you like do people hit you up and and they and they say, "Hey, we want to talk about this topic." You finished talking about, or uh, do you seek people? What's your strategy when when, is, when, when to come when finding these uh, these individuals that have incredible stories?
1: So in the beginning, because I was just posting on my wall about myself, mm-hmm. when just like random people were saying, like, "On my friends list," saying, like, "I resonate with you," and then that's when I had an idea that click. I was like. Oh, I need to make an ad. So I made, as I said, Hey, do you have a story to tell? And, and I've noticed. Um, so I've gone to, I joined a lot of groups. So I've of course joined the podcast group. I joined a lot of religious ex religious groups. And so I kind of was being strategic and thinking like, okay, so if people want to tell a story, most people want to tell their story if they have an angst about something <laughs> or something really bad happening in their lives, or they mm-hmm. want to like stick it to somebody because they want to, you know, tell a story. And so I joined a lot of ex-religious groups. And also um, I wasn't going to, I didn't plan to join uh, an an uh, AA group. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they call like, um, ex-alcoholic or ex-drugs group. Yeah. Uh, uh, group. But I think someone maybe was talking about it when they messaged me and then I just got another idea and I was like, oh, maybe I should join those groups. And then when I did, pe- people were flooding my DM like crazy because I have a theory that those people were more likely wanting to talk to me because part of their 12 step is to tell their story to the world as part of their recovery. So that's a theory that I have. That's why I have more people on, more guests on there that would tell their story. And so on the ex-religious groups, there were a lot of guests who are entrepreneurs, who have done great things in their lives and they want to stick it to religion. So therefore they were also more likely to talk to me about what they've gone through. So, I'm in the process of wanting to talk to regular people, like everyday people. And it's really hard to get those because not everyone, like if someone didn't have an eventful life, they probably don't want to tell their story. But if someone went through some really deep shit, like most of my guest podcast has been, it's either you've gone deep shit or you've done something great for your life and then you want to talk about it. So I want to get a middle kind of a thing, but you, I do a lot a of promoting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do so much promotion. I, I call it spamming and Facebook sometimes put me in jail.
0: <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, it happened to me through, through YouTube. Been there.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: what about, ha- have you spoken to somebody that has something to say? Right? Because in 2022 now, everybody has to say, has something to say about something. Not necessarily has uh, uh, a back ground story but just have something to say about i don't know like electric cars or something have you have you spoken to those
1: um not yet i was thinking because it's getting warmer i was thinking taking the third season onto the streets and and having a sign that says hey tell me your story and i've studied psychology and one thing i don't like to do in any situation is if I ask a question, I like to ask a broad, and I don't like to, there's a term to use. Um, I forget what the word I want to use, but I don't want to promote someone to s- put words in their mouth, basically. Got it. Got I want to ask it. a broad question, and then they can tell me whatever they want to tell. So if I pigeonhole it into a topic, then they might focus on that topic. So yeah, so I haven't to answer a question. I haven't yet, but that's a goal because I, because I'm getting the both extremes, and I want something right in the middle, and I want to have regular people with regular stories, and and I'm so surprised that I'm on season three because I was just gonna do my own podcast in season one and and tell about my heartbreak and what I've learned and sing about it and be done, but. You never know what anything it changed, it changed for you. So I'm enjoying the process. Yes,
0: yes, it changed yeah. drastically. Why? Why did you make it into seasons instead of just you know keep going?
1: Well, because okay, so I by the way I love reading. I love audiobooks. I love listening to podcasts, and all the time. And so I've noticed how different people do their different things. Mm. And I, my business, I'm a professional organizer. So I feel like when you organize something into sections or numbers or categories, it will be easier for people to find certain things. So eventually, after season three is over, what I'm planning to do is to categorize inspirational speakers. Like on Facebook, well, on YouTube, there's like have a playlist a playlist of inspirational speakers or people who weren't rock bottom or regular, just regular stories. And so I did the season because I feel like if it's just a continuous thing, then it could feel flatlined maybe. So, but watching enough people doing it also when there's like a TV show, they have seasons Mm -hmm. and episodes. So I kind of like learn from different things like that.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. So your journey started with a heartbreak and it developed in something so incredible that everybody feels like I, I can imagine they just hear your story and they feel safe, somebody trustworthy and they, they can talk to Right. That's what I'm, what I'm, what I, what just in a little bit I've seen, uh, I've heard that's what I got gathered.
1: Right. And you're correct. I actually made a solo podcast about that all my life people on the train will come and talk to me and then they'll tell me you got sent. And I feel relieved that you are there and I'm able to talk to you because people will tell me the craziest shit to a stranger. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wow, I can't believe you on the train for like 30, 45 minutes and listening to my shit and apologizing." And I'm like, no, don't apologize. It's like, I I'm someone who lives in a moment and I appreciate anything that happens because you never know what will happen grow from that. And so, but one thing I did not like about these interactions though, because I didn't know what it was and how to deal with it. People would dump their baggage and they weren't, they were dumping their baggage, but then I made the mistake of taking the baggage. Mm-hmm. And so I had all this shit with me when I go home or when I'm walking. And then someone called me, I'm, I'm not so much into titles or um, yeah, titles, but someone called me they said I was uh, uh was that word empath, and then when I googled it, and I was just like, okay, that's why that was why I was going through, and that made sense. So I had to learn to, if someone tell you, give you their baggage, you don't have to receive it, because their point is is to log it off, and then we both done. Just like if you go through a physical mm-hmm. therapy, you tell your baggage, and the therapist is not taking your baggage because there's too much baggage to to take and it's not good so i realized that i was taking the baggages because i was codependent i wanted to save the world and and also growing up in a religious household when jesus was saying uh dump your load on me and i'll carry it for you and all this stuff so i used to be very religious and then i took that because i wanted to emulate jesus so i that's why i was taking those baggages and i was like no i don't need to do that And so I've learned to not take his baggages. So now because of that, I've embraced my gift to welcome people talking to me. And because they often tell me they're so grateful they talk to me because when they talk to me, I don't, I don't judge. I don't give advice. I'm just listening to them. And unless they ask for advice, like, what should I do? What do you think I could do? What do you think that I would tell them? Of course, but then. Even if I give a feedback, I don't give a feedback of like attachment of like um, forcing someone to do anything. So as of 2020, I've embraced my so-called gift that people would say, Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I don't want to live in fear anymore of like anything that's there. So I just need to accept it. So which I've done. Wow.
0: That's amazing. We have to be. Because we also, like, as people, we, we tend to live through energy, right? So if, if somebody yep. gives you negative energy without knowing, you're releasing that negative energy to somebody else. And we got we to gotta be like trees sometimes, right? We take that negative energy and find a way to put it out, you know, give it back to the world in a better way, right? Like oxygen and trees and whatever. right. right.
2: And that, that's something. That's a great
0: analogy. Yeah, and and that's something that we can only learn through time, right? As we grow as, as as people, you know, as a person, as individuals, right? Because it's not easy. You know, a lot of people will sit there and and, and throw you baggage, and you find yourself as if you were drowning,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: that's not fair because all you wanted to do was be a supporting person right and and right. you know it's it's you're, you're what you're doing is amazing it's, it's, it's amazing because people sometimes all they need is is for someone to listen
2: mm-hmm.
0: right that's all they don't need you to take it all, all, all they need you is to listen so like right. it, they, they can hear themselves say it you know, right. Right. They, some, sometimes we as people go through things and we need to accept certain things. But until we say it and we hear ourselves saying it, you know, we can't like, we can't put two and two together sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. And that's so true. I've, I've even done that when, um, when I myself is talking about with, with a friend, would I, have a question Mm -hmm. and i would actually ask a question and as we're talking i'm talking and i'm answering my own question
2: because
1: that's why i guess that's why therapy is great because you need a stranger Mm -hmm. to talk to and sometimes like it depends on the friendship i have great friends that talk to without any uh, judgment feedbacks but that's why i promote talking to strangers because even if they judge you who cares And there's not that attachment of like friendship or family. And also I'm someone who learns from, I learned from movies. I learned from anything. I saw, I don't remember if it was a movie or a TV show. There was this homeless person running. He was like drunk and whatever. He looked, of course he looked creepy, but he was Mm -hmm. running after this lady who was busy on her phone. And because she's like running away from homeless, like she's in New York city and, and she's not. She's not seeing him. She's just thinking he needs something from her. And then she got hit by a car. Mm. And then hold and behold, he was warning her. There was an accident and the car was going to swerve to hit her. So only if she stopped to see the homeless person as a human being and be like, Hey, okay, so what's up? Then the car would miss her. So when I saw that, I was like, damn. And then from that day forward, even if I assume a homeless person or ain't going to ask me for money or is going to mm-hmm. annoy me, I at least give them an ear. And I look at them in the eyes and see them as a, another human being. Yeah, it's a sign because of Because a lot of times if... Yep.
0: It's a, sign of, it's a sign of respect. Like, we as human beings, we are horrible. We'll judge you, <laughs> you know. We'll judge you without even knowing you. Or your capabilities, mm-hmm. you know. Uh I think Martha Luther King said it, you know, we should judge we cannot judge for the the color of our skins, but judge by the content of our characters. So, you know, if you're being judged, it's because you're a dick, not because you're you're red, or white, or blue, you know? And, and yeah, we 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 have to do better.
1: Right. You and I do be my behind. best to do yeah. that every day, just for me. I, um, and the funny thing is, I'm not doing better for people, actually. And is it by default that people get to um, benefit from it? Because like psychologically, think about it. If you're doing something for people, yeah. you're actually not working on yourself. you actually put on a mask and pleasing others. Yeah, but if it drives you, you crazy. Actually, work on yourself spiritually and your physically, then people will benefit from the from the good because if you are a clean person, someone will enjoy another clean person around. So I, when I realized that I was just like, oh, because I was codependent doing things for people, but then nothing ever worked out well because I was putting on a mask. I wasn't working on myself. I was just working to please others. You're so true. once you do everything for yeah. yourself, then everything will be great.
0: When did you realize that when, at what moment, moment did you choose you? Because so, when, when you're living a codependent lives, you're not choosing you, you're choosing others.
1: Right. So in 2015, uh, it's like a tough timeline, but okay. So I, I used to be in a 16 year, 18 to 16 year relationship. And so... Like I wasn't, a, I was a great person and a great friend, but I wasn't a great lover because I kind of like grew, grew up together and we were young lovers. And, and in six, after 10 years, like we changed like three times or at least four times because people changed throughout the years. Yes. And I know I wasn't a great lover, but then one time I went to the bookstore and I saw a book called, it wasn't a book, it's a calendar called Dharma Day's. And every day and every month, it gives you something to work on, like as a person. And I love that calendar so much. And unfortunately, it was only that one year. And that year, I think, was 2009. And then Wish also helped me to be a better boyfriend. But at the same time, it helped me to break out of that relationship. But I didn't break out of that relationship. I broke out that relationship in 2020, like 100%. But in 2020, 29 uh 20 uh 20 was it 2009 how do you Mm -hmm. say it 2009 2009, 2019 sorry
0: 2009
1: 2009 okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when i broke up around like 2009 2010 it helped me break up because i i started learning who i was out because i was not an individual i was a a couple Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you can um I don't know if you've been with somebody, if you can, like, uh, see what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you, this. It's you like,
0: didn't know. You didn't know how to be alone. All you knew was be right. to somebody else, be with somebody else, partake with somebody else. And right. in order for you to grow, sometimes you need to be by yourself. You need to test yourself. You need to learn what are you capable of, you know? Right. So, And, I, and I I'm grateful
1: it. that happened. Like, I broke up and it was it was bad but then it was good then fast forward five years 2015 because i was starting working on myself and my spirituality i woke up one day and i was zen and Mm -hmm. it was like it was like not i want to say weird but not like a weird just like something i wasn't used to and then since then let's say in a uh, example of a uh, religious way, it was baptism, basically. From I went here. under and I rose and I became Zen in that sense. And as from then on, I started the work that I do, my self-work, but then not until 2020, I've been a hundred percent because somehow I, as you mentioned, energy, I do believe in energy. I feel like there's three types of people, but you, we've probably seen the t- most two of them. One of them, 2020 happened for them and it was terrible. And the other ones, 2020 was terrible, but it was the best year of their life mm-hmm. for the growth. So mm-hmm. I was the, the latter. Like I even actually a podcast that came out on Monday talks about if 2020 was good for you, be grateful about it. Stop bitching kind of a thing. Mm. And so, but it's not to say if 2020 was bad for you, because we all experience things differently. If you had COVID a couple of times, if you had death, if you became homeless or lost lost money or homes, like I'm not talking about you, of course, because that would be insensitive. And I and I cannot resonate with that. What I'm talking about is those people who were stay healthy. They had a roof over their head. They still had either a job or unemployment, $600 a week yes. and things like that. Yet they were still complaining how, I'm staying home, blah, blah, blah. So basically, I was saying, you are complaining prior to COVID that you needed a vacation. Now you got it. With money on top of it, you still bitching. Yes. So it's not the your the outside. <laughs> it's not your surrounding that was the issue. It Is was you? what was in here that was the issue. So that's yes. what I talked about, actually, on Monday. Um, but I'm grateful for 2020, 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2020 really put things in perspective for a lot of us and, and, and people and businesses and life choices we have made. Right. It really doesn't either made you or break you.
2: <laughs> yeah. It,
0: it made you or break you. If you, if you were one of those people that, Through the pandemic, just sat and did nothing. I feel bad for you.
1: Yeah, such a waste of time like this day.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel one hundred percent bad for you because you you did not see the message.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, uh, hey, like I said, it'll make you or break you. You, you, you. I love it because you live in this like positive philosophy, right? I'm not sure it has to do with your guru, right? <laughs>
1: What's that question?
0: <clears throat> that I, I was saying that like you're, you live, you live this, this amazing philosophy. You live your life through this philosophy of being good and, and trying to do better. And, and like everything you do, you're doing it for you. But it makes you happy that, you know, you're, you're helping somebody else.
2: Right is right.
0: that is that something um through the the your you, the guru you learned it through when you said it in the beginning
1: right yes, I do have my current guru that I listen to a lot is Sadhguru, but I do have a lot of other gurus that I listen to, and one of them is dr Wayne Dyer and and some other ones that I cannot pronounce their names because most of them are Indian gurus. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so, uh, I got Sadhguru it. Made I got it. Easier it. for all of us. Yeah. yeah I, I. <laughs> do,
0: do you believe but, in, and, and, and the, I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you believe in the law, uh, the law of attraction?
1: So, okay. So, just because I'm a student of Sadhguru, he's not, uh, he often would tell people, stay away from beliefs. Mm. He says, hope I'm not misquoting him, but I'm paraphrasing. He says, stay away from beliefs, but have experience instead. Because a lot of people will say, I believe, I believe, but have they ever experienced it? Mm. So Sadhguru often would say, talk about your experience or express your experience and not believe. So laws of attraction, in a sense, in the word belief of what the West think about it, I believe or experience energy. That I experience. Laws of attraction is actually pretty tricky because I actually had a guest on my show this week for season three that I was talking to her about it because she was saying manifestation and vision board and all this stuff. And I was telling her, I was just like, I have an issue with vision board, manifestation or law of attraction because I'm a no BS person. If I want something, I just go get it, period.
2: Mm, Like I I don't doubt
1: myself, think about it. I don't, I don't go like, "Mm, I don't know. And, and think about possibilities of negativity. And that's one of the reasons I broke up with my partner of 16, 18 years, because people have called me positive or pragmatic and I'm a problem solver. And in my perception, at least he was very pessimistic. And I do understand like, it's good to think about possibilities of, how things can fail or different possibilities. But me, I'm like, failing is not a possibility. I'm just gonna go, period. And and of course, you're gonna hit roadblocks, but who cares? So is life. And yeah. so I've been like that all my life, and people have called it sometimes. People call me too brisk or too hard-headed or too um arrogant. Mm-hmm. I call that confidence, but to it's your own, but well, yeah. fuck them,
0: fuck them. Listen, <laughs> I, I do uh, fuck them because I deal with that on a normal day basis. Right. They, they 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 get confused because they they don't take the time out to get to know you as a person. Right. They get confused in in the fact that you're cocky, you know it all. But they don't see that there's probably a point in your life and where it was just you. And nobody believed in you, and everything you had to do was you, and you had no support. Yeah. And nobody had your back, and nobody wanted to be a part of that. And you, in some way of form, we had to will yourself to believe in yourself, to say, "I'm gonna," like you just said, "I'm gonna fucking do this." Failure is yeah. not an option. I don't even believe in failures, only in lessons, right? Yep. Yeah. And when you've, when you've gone through so much shit in life and overcome it on your own right that when you say or see something it doesn't faze you they they, they see his cockiness but they don't see Mm -hmm. all the shit you had overcome to look at that moment you just brush it off like nothing happened
2: yeah
0: and that and that's sad. That is, that is the, the, the equivalent, equivalent definition of judging a book by its cover. Right. And to, and to those people, I say, good day and fuck you, because, you know.
1: <laughs> right. I saw a quote that says a meme. I don't know if you're into memes. I'm into memes a lot. Yeah, says, I enjoy them. <laughs>
2: the,
1: <yeah. laughs> um, it says the men, the men who have time to judge have no time for himself and and it's deep it's like it's simple but it's deep and this is why of course as humans we do judge but but to what extent i feel like to me yeah we do judge and we have discernment but i'm not gonna take it as far as condemnation like i feel like you can judge but if you have judgment and condemnation condemnation would be like you judge about something let's say example so i started singing because i fucking want to and how many people want to tell me my voice is terrible or this and that. Blah, 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 blah. And then I don't respond in, in within myself with energy. My response is, well, thank you for at least like hear me out, whatever. And sometimes I would resu- respond would be like, oh, please subscribe and put on a like <laughs> something like that, because I don't really give a fuck if you don't like my stuff or if you have judgments about it, because. God gives me a song to sing and a gift, and I'm just going to do it. And who says, okay, so my voice is not good based on whose opinion and based on which scale. Mm
2: -hmm. There's
1: 8 billion people in the world. And I think there's like probably 280 countries if I'm not correct or not. And there's so many cultures on this planet. And who are are you going to level me to to say my stuff is good or not? It's just like if it's good for you or if it's not good for you. And if it's not, then keep on walking. Why do you need to go on someone's DM to push someone down? Because as I post on my YouTube, everything that I do, and I'm grateful for all my guests who came on my show, of course, but mostly everything that I do, I work hard and I put my money in it. And I'm very happy. Like no one donate nothing to me besides the only thing people donate to me is being on a guest and watching my stuff. And I'm very grateful for those things. They donate time, Exactly. But I'm in a space of like, in my spirituality that I'm not a t- t- outcome. I'm just enjoying the process. Because this is the time and the experience the universe, or the greater power, or God, or whatever you may call it, gave me and that's the only entity that will validate me—not another human being that's equal as me. So that's the way I see it.
0: Boom! Facts. There you go. <laughs> Damn. You have uh this uh eyes. I can't remember. You're, you're, it's a. I saw it on, on your Spotify. Eyes, right? Uh,
1: oh, oh, real eyes. Real yes. eyes. Real eyes. Real eyes. Real eyes.
0: What What made you write that song? <laughs>
1: Damn, I got like chills. You're asking for it. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. So to tell you, I'll give you like a quick 30 seconds to one minute story. Okay. So I wrote that song because. I feel like in my spirituality, I was like, probably like 80%. Now I'm like, my battery is like a hundred percent. I'm like mm-hmm. on the roll, but I was 80% and there was things I need to work on. doesn't mean like hundred. Um, still don't have things to work on. But so I was, everyone moved out of my apartment, almost everyone, because COVID happened. And then I had to fill the apartment again. And then so people came in and they filled the apartment. And then there was this guy I met, he came in to look at the place, and that was fine. And then I think the next day, he says he wanted to rent the apartment. So that's fine. So when he moved in, and because of who I am, I'm very, like, welcoming whatever so i we chatted and at that moment like it felt like because i believe in energy it felt like i met my other half yeah like someone else outside of me and it was such a great experience but with with everything crazy else that happened it's just like um and he and he and I we talked about it and it's not like gossiping or talking bad about, about anybody like he had a lot of um, mental history and also drug abuse and and a lot of other stuff that he was battling so therefore the relationship did not go further and as I mentioned on my solo podcast it was not even a s- sexual relationship at all um, although when we talk about relationship or we think about relationship we tend to think it's sexual but I'm actually going to write a podcast about how your brain can have like, kind of like sex conversations. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Like
1: the conversation we would have were like so deep and philosophical and spiritual. And like, mm, like it was so like, blow your mind. So that's the kind of relationship we had. And for some reason, I think he was that kind of personality where like something is too good. And we do that too. When something is so good, yeah, we so, question and doubt ourselves. So we sabotage. fuck it up. Exactly. So that's where I think it will happen. because obviously I think like last last month he called me and apologized and he left that on a voicemail. But anyway, so I wrote, eyes, realize, 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 realize," because exactly what the word says. And of course, those words are not mine, because I think Tupac or someone else wrote those sentences. Mm-hmm. But I tend to wake up around 2 or 3 a.m. with a lot of ideas. And then I used to go sleep. But then when 2020 happened, I'm just like, I think I record everything. And so that song came in my mind, because I was realizing when we broke up, he was still living in the house. But then I was just like, "Wow, I saw all those red flags, but I ignored them because I wanted I was codependent because mm. I was a people pleaser because I wanted to give him the world so I would not lose him, because to this day, it, and it's true, like we can meet our other half or and I think our other half can be made multiple people as well. Some I don't know if you ever experienced that, you meet that one person either for a season or for whatever it's like they in a sense complete you not spiritually but on a tangible level and you're like wow it's kind of like someone's literally fucking your mind not like fucking fuck fuck up your mind but like yeah like orgasmic it's hard to say so i don't remember exactly the lyrics on my unrealized realized you you guys can go watch the video um or listen to the music but it says like something like all you got to do is see it um, and believe it. And um, damn, I wish I had the lyrics on my phone or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, that's why I wrote "realize" because I was just like living in La La Land and dismissing all the red flags. So that's why the realize the Real Eyes, which is your chakra eyes here, and it, it will realize the lies that you tell yourself to eat comfort food and the lies that you ignore because you want to keep things in your life, etc. And the at the end of the story is because I closed my eyes, I lost it all anyway mm. because I was not paying attention and all this stuff. So basically, um, if you listen to the song, it tells you more. And so unfortunately, it's like, I don't know if you ever get that way like you write something and then you put it out there and you just forget it yourself
0: (laughs) all the time all the time all the time (laughs) why do why do you think we do that to ourselves that that it's like we become almost obsessed right like with a person or an object like we we don't care like you said we see the red flags and, and but we want it, and we know it's bad for us. But still, mm-hmm. we say fuck it. We want it.
1: So, because I joined those alcohol anonymous groups, this put a lot of memes, and I'm probably gonna kill that other meme again. But it says something like, "People are not addicted to the drugs and alcohol; they are addicted to how it makes them feel." So basically, people take drugs or alcohol or whatever they do to either enhance a feeling or kill down a feeling. Mm. And I feel that people like that person or, or shopping or things that you have are drugs. Yeah. And so like that person was a drug. I kid you not. He moved in August 1st. For six weeks, we spent 24 hours with each other. <laughs> it's embarrassing to say. <laughs>
2: um,
1: but it was beautiful. And again, as I tell people, I was just like, there was nothing sexual about it. That's what made it so much beautiful. And, um, and I was very grateful. For but that he, he couldn't, right? Was
0: he couldn't because like when you're when you're sobering up, right. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, right. When you're sobering up, whether alcohol or drugs, like you can't be with a person like for a year, at least.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Say that again.
0: Like when you're, when you're in the, uh, like, uh, alcohol anonymous or drug addiction, right. And you're going to treatment and recovery. You're not, you're, you're not able to be with somebody until like for a year or something. Like th- those, are, that's one of the, the rules. Right or steps?
1: Oh, you mean when you go to rehab?
0: No, when you when you come out and they give you the coin and you have to do the steps. Like I I think and like that's why I asked because I'm I'm not sure if if it's a real thing or as you saw in a movie. Like you're you're not able to have relationship any type of relationship with somebody for a certain amount of time because.
1: Um. I. I, I'm not sure what you're asking, but if if I can connect it, is that they usually tell you, um, if you met someone in your trauma, trauma mm. season, or you were addicted to something, mm. once you're getting clean, you need to cut all ties because your mind, have memory and energy, it will remind you to go back mm. into drugs and alcohol. Mm. So like, um, smell can do that. Taste can do that. Uh, people can do that and your surroundings, but not until if you're strong enough, if you're strong enough, you can do all these things and not relapse, mm. but most people are not able. So most people, that's why they say, if you become clean, those tr- friends you had, unless they're clean too, don't be their friends mm. because they're going to bring you back to memory lane and you're going to feel good. So it's, it's not. The drug you're addicted to is their feeling. That's why I think Maya Angelou says people remember how you made them feel, and not what you said or what you've done. Like we're so attached to feeling, and secondarily to your question, like why we do that is self-masochism. Mm-hmm. We love to self-sabotage. We love to we love to be victims. I don't know where that coming from psychologically but we i think it's i think the number one thing is is the ego thing we want to feel special we want to feel someone hurt us so we can tell a story and so what i made sure to do is in my podcast i made sure the story that i told is just the facts and then to make sure i'm saying i'm not talking shit about that person or i'm not gossiping because when i was talking about my 16 year relationship I owned it, that shit. I said I was not a good boyfriend. And why I wasn't a good boyfriend it's not excusing it, but just like telling the facts and whatever. Um, Because we all have a story, but I didn't want my story to be based on ego of being like a victim of something that happened. But to answer a story, yeah, I think we, it's because it's self masochism, like, or the self sabotage. Like, why when you get a good job, you show up on time the first week and you start fucking up you start like stealing pan you start showing up late you start chewing gum and talking smack and then it's like humans i don't know why we do that but we do that shit or some girl told me she was dating this guy for a month she was a fucking princess and now he's calling her fat cow you stupid bitch and slapping her and all this stuff and she asked him she was like I was your princess. What happened? And then he couldn't answer because once we, we, we will, like they say, uh, eat shit to get the prize. We'll do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, once we get that prize, we don't value it. And, and I've noticed that within myself and I do my best to appreciate everything that I receive or don't receive. Like, think about it. When you order something on Amazon, you're so excited for it. Yes, it comes to your door. You get it. It's you. It's still happy, but after a week, do you really care or think about it? It's another item in your house. You still appreciate it, but it's not the same excitement as you're waiting for it. For so for, for some reason, as humans, we we stop having gratitude. We don't appreciate things that are in our lives anymore. Once we have it, or another person, once you gain that person, then we we stop we take it for granted i think and i be- think that's what happened in a relationship i think
0: it's it's like it's because there's so much traffic there's so much shit there, there's like it's like tinder right like <laughs> I, I got you i can get somebody else in like what, five minutes you know there, 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 yeah. there's too much convenience yeah. in food, and shopping, and music, podcasting, people—too much yep. convenience to make it more easier. And, <laughs> and the more you make things easier, we 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 start lacking the 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 journey, mm. right? The the struggle, in which those struggles are essentially will help us build us as people, help build your character, your self-esteem, you know. Excuse me, the way you, you carry yourself. And when we don't have that, we have no story. That's why uh, a lot of people say from the 90s down, it was a great era. You know, from the 2000s up, it like it's going to come a point. Every 90 baby is not going to exist. They're going to be already become old, but obsolete. And we're getting really Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: it's
0: it's, it's like. How, we we're stuck and 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 now we're stuck because just time, right? We we're like, yeah, you could, you know, I got somebody in the back. What what I need you?
1: Mm. Yeah, I've noticed that in life. And as I mentioned, I like to learn in my environment. Like when things if I don't like something that I notice, I make sure I'm not what I dislike. So when I notice these things, I make sure that I change it within myself also is every second is an opportunity for gratitude. I saw a quote, again, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it says something like, gratitude is not about being grateful for the things that you got. It's about being grateful for everything that seemingly is wrong or despite that you didn't get it. Because you never know down the line the stuff that you didn't get or the stuff that happened to you that you don't like so much, what it would do down along the line. And perfect example, my situationship. If I was wallowing in like, like shame, guilt and fear and judgment, and which I did actually, because I got depressed. And then when I snapped out of that, I was like, you know what? I need to take this as an opportunity i need to take this as gold i need to take this as a self-enhancement or growth another kind of short story is i love history by the way uh who was it the guy who made the light bulb they were saying how do you make a light bulb and then he says something like i learned a hundred ways of how not to make a light bulb so basically, if he quit after three times, like most people would like to just quit mm-hmm. because it didn't work. Then, of course, maybe we would have a light bulb because someone else probably would try. But mm-hmm. let's say if no one else did, we would have candles still, even the Wright brothers who who basically were successful as of at the first airplane. You know how many years like even the Egyptians and the Romans and the Greeks were uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci or whatever mm-hmm, their name mm-hmm. is have sketches of like flying things like forever men wanted to fly and probably a lot of them have tried but because we weren't knowledge they didn't weren't knowledgeable in a sense so they were successful but the Wright brothers despite that they weren't even millionaires like they did this for humanity yeah, and they were just like they, regular people they were, they
0: were committed yeah exactly and they were committed and they will practice their craft day in day out and, you know, that's that's what we lack of today. Everybody wants the, you know, the hundred thousand dollar fucking car. Right. Right. We lack and we lack the understanding of committed to something saying that I'm this is where I'm going to take this. And then this is where I'm going to go with it. hmm. You know, but we, we like I said, we we live in, in an era that we're so everything's traffic it's it's easy to give up because everybody's doing all the same things
1: yeah and things gratification
0: mm-hmm. yes yes
1: yeah that's why i make sure i'm grateful all the time and i don't take things for granted and when it comes to other people people get weirded about it because i would tell people i'm grateful toward them about the To them, the smallest thing, and they go like, "Oh, you're a weird guy. Like, why you express so much?" But to me, it's like, if you if you walk across down the street to me, you smile or even greet me, you did the world to me. Why? Because you didn't have to. You could have be a scumbag who punched me in the face, because people do that, right? Yeah. And it's like it's the smallest sense of kindness. We take it for granted, like. Take it for granted, someone like maybe open a door for you or whatever it is. And so I make sure I practice that again, not for the world at all, but for me, because uh, just like I call it um, like that crow. I'm not religious anymore, but some people who are religious or read the Bible might resonate with it. That says um, love your neighbor as you love yourself or something like that, um, but A lot of people, my take is, are unable to love their neighbor because they didn't love themselves first. Because how can you love someone if you don't know how to love yourself? Because the only thing you can do in this whole world, actually, like, no one else exists but you. People only exist because of your perception. Like, sometimes when strangers, we hang out and they, like, Oh, thank you for hanging out with me, or this was great, whatever. And I tell them, I'm your figment of your imagination. Who knows if I'm here or not? Yeah. We don't know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you talk to me for 45 minutes, you feel great, and then I'm gone in your life and you probably never see me again. Or if you saw me, probably don't even remember. Like, how is it could be you imagining that? Because the thing about the brain is psychologically or even scientifically, you could even research that. The brain makes things real. Mm -hmm. That's why a lie is the truth for whoever is looking at it. Example Mm -hmm. with the red flags. Many red flags, even in your life or whoever's watching this, you see the red flags as like the the truth until you face the truth, reality. And then you go like, oh, fuck, I was lying to myself. But in the moment, it was the truth. So our minds make up a lot of stuff like This is why it is important to live in the present, in the moment. And this is how I work not to have ego of like if someone like call me names, try to bully me or say shit about me. I tell them, thank you so much for investing your time to tell me how you feel. And the great thing is that that's a psychological thing, too. In a sense, I'm fucking with them because they don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> how can you respond to that?
2: <laughs> right?
1: The response to one is like, what you say about me?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
1: That's what's normal. But when I tell them thank you and be like, tell me more, I'm interesting. Wow, I'm very curious. And go like, uh, what the fuck? You're weird. And they just walk away and I'm like, see, no more argument. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, hey, that's, that's a good way of being, you know, you're not stressing yourself. You're not taking yourself so serious. You're just being you and enjoying life as you should,
2: yeah, 100%. as you yeah. should,
0: as you should. Not everything is, you know, I, that's one thing I appreciate about this pandemic thing. Like not taking myself too serious, not taking too, too much, uh, overwhelmingness that it might affect my health or my family right mm-hmm. because one thing it showed is that it doesn't matter how much money you got if you're gonna yeah. die you're gonna die <laughs>
2: Yep.
0: right like but one thing i did learn just because you don't take yourself serious uh that doesn't mean people shouldn't take you serious
2: because mm-hmm.
0: people people can be very disrespectful
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So you got to keep like in balance that and, and live your life.
1: Yeah. You got to keep people in check, but without the attitude and it's a balance and it's a skill to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I've learned, there's a book I've, I read called codependent no more. It talks about how to have boundaries without being that like kind of person because that's mm. not needed. You can be chill and have boundaries and if someone press on it, you can say, I understand how you're feeling right now. And you want to do this, but that's not what I want to do. And there's another quote word that says, if you feel like someone's pressuring you, just tell them this one word. I feel uncomfortable right now. And keep saying that I feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because unless someone is like the world top 10 asshole most people will respond to like, oh, I'm so sorry. I make you feel uncomfortable. Like, at least say it like second time if they don't hear it the first yeah, time. Yeah, they, they feel,
0: they, they quickly become like frightful.
1: Right. They get nervous and, and like, oh shit. And that ends all arguments because you like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, dude, like stop it. Um, And with the thing with uh pandemic about 2020 with uh, not taking things seriously, like there are so many levels on that. But the number one level that I love so much is It's about employment because I'm a, for like almost 20 years now that I've been entrepreneur and uh, I do a lot of freelancing. I prefer having temp jobs instead because I like the freedom of just chilling. And so, of course, I've noticed because I didn't work full time, not even, I wouldn't call it full time or no time (laughs) for almost two years, right? And then... And I was like, wow, I made this. I eat well. I have a roof over my head. I'm not stressed about money. Like, what the fuck? But in 2019, I would stress my ass off about like calling off for if I'm sick or if I didn't want to go to work or if I didn't want to do this job or I would take because like in New York City, of course, I should ask for more, but I I don't work for under $20. But then I'll be like, I'll make excuses and be like, "Okay, maybe I should do this. I'm like. Now, and it's funny, as we're opening up again, I tell employers, you need to pay me this much for this much time and travel. And this is this is what I want. I kid you not. All say yes.
0: Yeah, it's experience. You know your
1: bricks.
0: worth. Yeah, it's experience. You know your worth. You know, like you you do something for a, a, a majority amount of time, Right. You you, be, you you do it every fucking day. You're going to know your worth. At some point,
2: yeah.
0: you're going to get tired and you start speaking up for yourself. Art of negotiation. I've done it several times, you know? Yeah. Then I don't got a fucking master's degree or an associate's degree. So, boom. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So basically, it's the art of, like, you know, I don't give a shit what you think about me. Like, okay, you don't want to hire me? Fine. It's New York City oh, you don't want to hire me. I was doing things online that I paid my rent for two years. I'm not wealthy from it, but you know what? I eat well and I have roof over my head. Fine. So now I make sure like it's going to be my terms. Of course, like I, there's going to be some middle ground, of course, but I'm so grateful that I don't have that fear anymore of like, oh, how about if I say this, they probably won't hire me. If I have this demand, they probably won't. And, and I think there's two things at play here. Is the lack of workers also probably also me that saying you know what I don't give a fuck anymore, uh, fuck you pay me? Yeah, <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Fuck you pay yeah, me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, yes, but but it has to be like that. It has to be like that. How long? How long? How much shit do you have? You had to go through to get to this point.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. That. Yeah, they're they're obligating you to get a a vaccine to work. And you get it, and they still can fucking throw you out like nothing. They can still tell you to get the fuck out and fire you.
1: It's fucked up. Actually, a lady told me she got a booster. She fucking got a master's and still don't have a job. And in my head, I say, I told you so. I didn't tell her that, of course. I don't want to be an asshole. I just wasn't pathetic and be like keep trying da, 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 keep doing you I'm sorry that happened but I fuck fe- fucking hold on and New York City as of March 7 they they took that out and I'm like I'm fucking glad that I survived and I still have savings Boom. and I'm like yes Boom. and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful I'm grateful for it like whatever did happen I'm so grateful and I'm also grateful with the In other words, is integrity. If you do not have integrity for yourself, then how can you have integrity with, how can you request integrity from others? How can you tell others to tell you the truth or to be truthful and honest toward you or to do you right when you don't even have integrity for yourself? If I'm going to sell my body for a fucking vaccine that I don't want to make, a dollar guess what i wasn't wealthy in 2018 or 19 you think i'm gonna be wealthy now for a vaccine no son i'll wait and i <laughs> did i'm grateful
0: for that no that's facts <laughs> that's facts some people that that will still tell you hey they were giving jobs out i needed a job you know all the power to them it, it, it's not easy but you gotta stand up for yourself Right. And then they and want to give you a, a mediocre of a hundred bucks to get a vaccine. Bribing. That don't even, That don't even, That don't even cover your copay for the goes to the hospital. If you don't have insurance.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even my landlord would kept telling me go get it. Like at least you get 300 bucks. Like first one second one, in booster. And I was like, I was just like, I'd rather have a fucking only fans or just some <laughs> shit down the street like what the hell that's crazy but another thing so as you mentioned earlier with when this generation i feel that the american dream had died for a lot of people for me it hasn't i'm holding it to my uh, nail like they say but like for a lot of people the american dream have died People have settled to work for somebody. I'm grateful that I do work for somebody.
0: It's not. It's a a challenging topic, right? Because you can't survive. You can't. If you haven't built your empire, your business. Right. You can't survive just on dreams alone. Right. Mm -hmm. So in order for if you want to build your business. How are you going to get the money for it? right I left my job a well-paying job and started my own shit, you know and I just did it. Mm-hmm. I just did it now yeah, I'm surviving. but it wouldn't it be smarter if I was still working a nine to five and come out of my house come out of work and sacrifice that time that's worth it and continue right because if you if you're trying to build your your business and you ain't got no fucking money? If you ain't got no fucking money,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I remember I started my brand Dream Inspire Obtain. I said, "Hey, let me let me make a pearl. Let me pick some pearl with some some shirts whatnot. not. But who the fuck knows them? How am I gonna get out there?
2: Mm-hmm. Who's gonna
0: come buy my shit if nobody knows my shit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta promote them. We put advertisement. Let me promote, promote. Like, right, where All am I right. gonna get where where am I gonna get the money for the pro, uh, advertisement? If nobody's buying my shit, you know it, it's it's what what are you willing to sacrifice? Right. If you, you went nine, if you work nine to five, and when you come out, you fucking you work from six to twelve o'clock and night trying to create your business up, right? Yes. So that one day, hey, I leave this job, I already got a couple of things on the contrary, my own business. It's, an, it's, it's a small sacrifice? Yeah, you're not going to sleep some days. You're not going to eat some days. You're probably going to have to, you know, get out of of your business and go straight into your job. But it's it's if if you started young, it's better. The goal is the goal is not to get rich and and, and buy a fucking Bugatti or the you know shit like that. Like what they show you on TV. The goal is to grow old and be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor.
1: Yes. So that when you
0: cannot do it any longer, you don't have to worry about this shit.
1: Right, right.
0: They don't, and that's what they don't get. You, 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 you want to live fast and die young for what? You want to like you? Weed it. Our body, we're we're not here forever, which is a good thing because we're not meant to live forever, right? And as you get older, you're not going to be able to do the same hustle. As you, you did in your twenties and your dirty in your thirties. And everybody wants to say, fuck it. I'm gonna go be an entrepreneur. But lack the, under, the lack the understanding of what it takes. Right. You know, an entrepreneur, it's 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 you're a hustler trying to make five things happen. Stick with one. Put, pick, you know, pick and choose wh- what what do you what's going to be more effective? So that when that blows up and, and you're making nothing going to help you build the other things you want to do, take it one at a time. Are you going to leave your fucking job like I did? Yeah. I, I, hey, man, the struggle is real. Yeah. The struggle is real, right? Uh. And not see the consequence, not not care about how a mortgage or car notes, right? Or had a family I have an autistic son, right? His services straight out of pocket until until I was able to get help recently. Right. Like and doing my business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to play it smart. Right. If not, because you're going to be you're going to be moving your business, but you're, gonna, you're still going to feel like you're stuck in a rat race.
1: Right, yeah. As of 2020, I quit the rat race. Race, yeah. I'm done with it. Because <laughs> like n- number one thing that I value in this life is my peace of mind. If something don't bring me peace, because I like to be very peaceful mm-hmm. and I like to give peace to other people. And if I don't like if someone want to come talk to me, they can tell their bit. And then I would tell them, like, you want to solve this or you just want to, of mm-hmm. course, not like, like that, but you want to like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, talk do you want to have a peace resolution or not? Yeah. So when it comes to work, even when I did catering, everyone's going crazy and I'm very peaceful and people do watch you. And at the end of the night, they're like, how are you able to just like not chatting away, not fighting with your coworkers and doing your job alone? And as if no one exists and you still do your work. And then, but, and then people who appreciate that, they see it, but the people who don't, they see it as a judgment thing. They're like, oh, you don't talk to your coworkers and you're not a team oh, yeah. and yeah. safe busting." I'm like, I don't We're need to do for, all yeah. of that to do my nah, job. You,
0: <laughs> listen, if anything, and this is to all the listeners and viewers, if you're going to protect anything, protect your time. Protect your time. Don't be, you know, me, yeah, it was difficult for me. I left my job because my job wasn't giving me peace of mind. Like you said, your peace of mind is the more important thing, right? But protect your, you need to protect your time. A job is just a job. Clock in, clock, do what you got to do. Clock out, boom, (laughs) keep it moving.
1: And they'll let you go when 2020 happens. Yeah.
0: They'll let you, they're going to let you go no matter what. Do your job, (laughs) learn something Learn something so you can get experience because you never know it might help for you, right?
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and, and, and you know, do do the fuck you gotta do and, and keep it moving. But people wanted to be in fraternize and be friends. And when if you get fired, they ain't calling you. They ain't looking for you.
2: Yep. They yep. they
0: ain't see how you doing. They see how they can help. Yeah. You know, you know, many times I, I I've encountered people in jobs and I got fired. They never called me and then she was okay
1: that's why you gotta put yourself first
0: yeah always yeah and that's not selfish right that, there's a book selfish.
1: called the virtue of selfishness by Anne Wren. if you like reading philosophy it's a great book because she mentioned how the word selfish became a dirty word but it's not any being in this earth is selfish mm-hmm. and selfish is a good thing but that's another topic or story topic, it's called yeah. the virtuous uh, selfishness by Iren it's been
0: great talking to you brother I enjoyed every bit of it I learned so much um, yeah man thank you for joining me it's been an honor uh, before we go tell the people where they can find you at
1: yeah thank you I appreciate you um, having me on your platform definitely so my name is zenten you can find me zenten 21 on twitter instagram and zenten on facebook um and on youtube is zenten uh just zenten but if you also search zenten speaks that's my podcast and my music is just zenten on youtube and also I'm on Spotify and most most platforms is just Zen10 or Zen1021 or Zen10 Speaks. So it's pretty easy. And you can shoot me an email is Zen1021 at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. Boom. Hey, go go check him out. Go support him. Go check out his podcast. He has incredible content. You never know. You you might hear one of these amazing stories that can help you. And whatever show you're going through so go check them out go support and uh have a good night guys i'm out <laughs>